0: Welcome to our podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Taylor. And now we're talking Darian.
1: Hello and welcome. Today is August 31st. And today we have the executive director and a founding board member of the Mather Homestead Foundation. Um, you know, Darian's a really richly historic town and it is a quintessential New England town and studying this family's lineage and their their history at this particular structure, this homestead
0: um, gives you a great flavor of what the roots of Darien really are. Well said, Taylor. I agree. Um, And it's in large part due to Richard Chilton and the Darien Foundation Uh, For those that don't know Richard Chilton, hopefully you do, but if you don't, he's one of the pioneers of the hedge fund industry. He started Chilton Investment Company in 1992, then he went on to establish Chilton Trust Company in 2010. So that alone is another unique aspect to this success story. Um, So we're not going to give you a big history lesson here, but we are going to talk some history. So enjoy the ride.
1: Heather Raker, thank you so much for being with
2: us today. Thank you so much for having us and for your interest in the Mather Homestead. Absolutely.
1: And Jennifer Foster, thank you for coming. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're so happy to have you guys. I mean, Darien is certainly a very um, old, well, we're celebrating 200 years or just finished celebrating 200 years, very historic town. And and you guys have a lot going on as far as history goes and sharing that with our community and more and more lately. Um, Can you give us a, quick overview of what the Mather Homestead is all about. Would you like me to kick it off? Sure. So the Mather Homestead is a historic
2: home. It was built in 1778 by Deacon Joseph Mather. And Deacon Joseph Mather was part of a long line of Mathers going back to 1635 when Richard Mather came over on the ship James from England. They were part of the Puritans who were um, escaping the persecution by the king. So Richard came over, and there's one side of the family that we don't like to talk about too much because it's Cotton Mather and the Salem Witch Trials. But that's the other side of the family. Oh, wow. We are the side of the family that came from Boston down through uh, Lyme, Connecticut, to Darien, Connecticut, Middle where we sex parish, Middlesex parish, exactly. Wow. Thank you, Jennifer, Just, for that clarification. You're welcome. <laughs> so um, Moses Mather was the first minister of the Congregational Church, which was then Middlesex Parish, not the Congregational Church, but it is now. And he was a fiery patriot who preached the Revolutionary War cause. He was all about independence, which got him noticed. Because way back when, the uh, British were coming over from Long Island, across in boats to the shoreline and raiding homes for ammunition and for other valuables. So anyway, so the the Mathers, Deacon Joseph Mathers, son of Moses Mather, built his house on the four corners of Darien, as we call it now, as a safe house.
0: And where is that? Yeah
2: so the four corners is brookside road and now steven mather road of Got course it. because of our our hero steven so mather that pretty that we'll far about.
1: north right like how many miles from the coastline did he go you
2: know it's about three miles and yeah. so that's why it was considered a safe house because the british would surely not find their way that far <laughs> back in order to raid a home but they did but they did yes so um sarah mather, She hid valuables in the well.
0: And is that Moses' wife?
2: Oh, sorry. This is uh, Deacon Joseph Mather's wife. Deacon Joseph Mather built the house with his wife, Sarah. He was the son of Moses Mather. And um, so they built it in this safe place. But just in case, she hid some valuables in the well. And one other place, the water well, which still exists at the home today. So come check it out. It is pretty cool. Yeah. And the high boy does too, right? Uh, sh- oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were skipping a over that part. That's the secret. They have to come to the homestead to hear about that. <laughs> All right. We'll leave that
1: part to be secret. Uh-huh. But she also had 11 kids up there, right? She had 11 kids.
2: Yeah. She had a lot of kids. Yeah. We like to say that if you um, are very quiet, you can still hear her screams from giving birth to 10 of those 11 children inside the house. There's mm-hmm. a room. And then They're, listening to them her with each other. Mm-hmm. There's that's a room
3: right. called the birthing room. hmm oh, Yeah, God, the,
2: the birthing room or the borning room. Yep, and that's where she would have her babies.
0: Yeah. Goodness gracious. Oh. I, I know, like, goodness oh, gracious. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was quite a scene. Interesting. So yeah. why, and then to sum up the history part about it, mm-hmm. why does Darian or anyone care about this history? <laughs>
3: Well, it's a rich story of really much of what makes America interesting. Uh, Moses Mather, the father, the preacher, was an unapologetic patriot. And he preached from the pulpit the moral cause of the Revolutionary War, which is unique to our area. I actually have a friend who was involved in a history group in Greenwich. And I asked her, I knew she loved history, and I asked her if she wanted to get involved in Mather. And her reaction was, I'm too busy, but oh, aren't you lucky to be in Darien and to be part of something that's traced back to the Revolutionary War? And I said, that's a really odd thing to say. Could you elaborate on why you think I'm lucky? And she said, because in Greenwich, they were half Tory. And they were half patriot. But in Middlesex Parish, they were all patriot. Wow. So that was just a fun fact for me. And that I think is something worth celebrating. And Darien and and New Canaan and uh, in our our regional area that that was Middlesex Parish. But wait, there's more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Heather. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear more? Yes.
2: (laughs) Okay, just in case that you didn't find that our listeners at home to be um, incredibly interesting, we have other reasons that you should visit us. And one of that is that this house was built in the 18th century on 100 acres. And 100 acres is what it would have taken for a family to sustain itself at that time. So there were, you know, the cattle and the sheep and they grew flax. And with the flax, they would make their sheets, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So if you come to the homestead, you can sort of get a sense of how people lived back then. Um, And I always like to make a shout out for um, the uh, Museum of Darien, because if you want a really authentic look at what a house looked like at that time, they are the best example around. We are an example of a house that was lived in by six generations of Mathers, Um, and actually enjoyed by seven generations of Mathers, so you get a sense of sort of how this house and the family evolved over time. And And wait.
0: That is amazing. There's even more.
2: (laughs) So later, our hero at the Mather homestead is Stephen Mather. He was born in 1867 out in Berkeley, California, but he summered at the homestead. And um, he is our hero because um, he is really America's hero um, for his role in um, in the national parks. Mm-hmm. He was the first director of the National Park Service. Um, he was also a very successful businessman. He coined the term 20 mule team borax, um, which only not only got you know, his borax on the map. This was, of course, pre-Madison Avenue, pre-Nike Just Do It. You know, he um, took a commodity product and made it into a very successful, financially successful product, um, which gave him the resources um, to pursue his his cause of the national parks. And what he saw um, in spending time in the parks out in California is that um, the parks, while there had been land set aside for the parks, the land was not being um, properly cared for. There were there was mining going on. There was um, there were cattle grazing. Um, You know, all sorts of things, going logging, all sorts of things that were was not good for the land. Um, In addition, um, the parks weren't accessible. The public didn't know about these parks, so they weren't being used. And so he made it his um, mission to um, to change all that. And he did. So there's um, a very, you know, sort of famous story where he writes a note to his Berkeley classmate saying, I've got a problem with what's going on in the parks. There's, you know, cattle, there's logging, there's mining, there's all these terrible things going back, going on. And he got a letter back that said, if you've got a problem with what's going on in the parks, come to Washington and fix it yourself. So he did. He became the assistant.
0: Do you guys have a copy of that letter?
2: <laughs> no, we don't actually
0: got to forge that thing. I know. I'll make it up. Don't worry. Yeah, Yeah.
3: I'll get on that right away. We are going to try to have uh, a scholar who's an expert Mm -hmm. on Stephen
1: Ting Mather come and
3: speak to us. And he probably has some sense for where some of these really important
2: documents. Yeah, that's probably true. I'm guessing if I wrote a letter
1: of complaint to D.C., they're not going to offer me a job.
2: What do you
0: think? (laughs) No one's responding to you anymore. (laughs) So there you go, people. October 7th,
2: Stephen Bessinger from Berkeley is going to talk not only about um, Stephen Mather and, and sort of know how he came to his position but also about um, the situation in the parks right now so because um, Stephen Mather made the parks accessible and that was really great but now we know they're almost too accessible and there's real challenges in the parks with um, managing the people and and keeping the parks you know as as um, well conserved so um, yeah so Stephen Mather um, he he made the case for the uh, National Park Service Um, He became its first director in 1917, and from 1917 to 1930, he served as the director, and he um, more than doubled the amount of land in the park system um, to include places you might have heard of, like Grand Canyon Mm -hmm. and Zion and Bryce. He moved the parks east um, when he started. You know, they were really west, so to include Shenandoah and Acadia. Um, There was also Mount McKinley, which is obviously west, now Denali, Um, So uh, he also um, worked with railroads and um, car companies to to enable people to get to the parks. He set up concessions. He designed the park uniforms that we um, now have. In fact, we have a park uniform um, at the Mather Homestead. So I hope you'll all come
1: see it. The pictures you have on the website are awesome of him in the parks. I think him in the parks with Bertha, his daughter, were Mm -hmm. those pictures of him with her? Mm -hmm. She looks like a cool character. Like what was with the headscarf, do you know? (laughs) I don't know what those with the headscarf. No, I think it was just sort of what they wore
2: back then. I mean, I've never seen that, but it's
1: Really cool
2: well she's we we like to say he's our hero and she's our heroine yeah because Bertha was um she was a, a real um, figure in her own right she was one of the first female architects in Connecticut and designed the house that's on the northeast corner of uh, the four corners of Darien Stephen Mather and Brookside. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a founding member of the Darien Historical Society, which is now the Museum of Darien. And, um, she also, you know, I like to say that her fingerprints are everywhere in the house. She lived in that house and raised her three children in the house. She was there for more than 60 years. And, you know, everything you see in that house has, has her, her touch on it. She, she bought many antiques. We have many things that are original to the home, but also many antiques that were acquired by Bertha. So um, beautiful antiques, portraits, artifacts, um, lots of things that she acquired and and cared for. Her embroidery um, on the curtains, on the couches, wow. everywhere. I so. really
0: can't believe like a, a, a man of this success, you know, and a story that gets back to our, you know, our independence has come from this, has been what, you know, is the center of this homestead. And it's interesting, by the way, to Jen, I'm going to want to shift to you because, Um, A man like Steven Mather who was so successful, now we have, you know, in 2021, actually go back, you know, years ago, we have another man who's extremely successful in our country who's, you know, been making headway Richard Chilton, right? He's one of our investors. And Jen, you have worked with Richard for 24 years now? That's correct. Yeah. So can you kind of talk about your relationship of coming, of you and Richard's coming to this homestead and why you did it and how that evolved? Sure. I'd be happy to. So, um, the
3: credit really goes to the McPherson siblings. Uh, Stephen Mather McPherson is a good friend of Richard's, and I've come to know him too for many years. And his and two these are siblings, kids? these are Bertha's three children. Okay. His two siblings, Anne and Jane, they together collectively decided that it was uh, appropriate to sort of turn the homestead over to a foundation. And Richard was very involved in those early discussions with the family about how might they do this, how might this come to be. Uh, Richard has his own history of historical preservation. It's a passion of his. Uh, He's been involved in many projects, even back from his childhood. His own mother, uh, Elizabeth Chilton, who our education center is named for, She helped to um, restore and actually save the Theodosia Burr home in Hohokus, New Jersey, which we think is called the Hermitage, Hermitage, Hermitage. Mm -hmm.
0: Sounds good to me. that, That was a really cool story, too, where she actually looped in Richard and his brothers, right, as part of that. Like, see, is that correct? Um,
3: The story, as I understand it, is it was Richard and maybe his brothers and and a friend who were all told to sit on the roof (laughs) when the wrecking ball was on its way over so that she could buy some more time to raise the necessary funds to prevent the home from being destroyed. And she did that. We need more moms like that around here. Exactly. Yes. Yes. But the, the (laughs) the message that both of these mothers, right, we've been talking about Bertha and then, of course, Richard's mother. Mother. the message is that both of these mothers conveyed this sense of importance about history. Mm-hmm. And that's what really speaks to me about these stories, that history is not perfect. It, we should never pretend that it is but it's our history it's part of our story and knowing history and and going to places that can help you relate and 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 connect with history that's important and that's i think why you know i got involved because i think this is this is so meaningful and i think richard got involved cuz he he's a student of history and he's he's got a real love and passion for American history specifically and preserving it and making it a place of enjoyment and a place that's tangible and accessible for people.
1: And explain who Theodosia
3: was. Theodosia. If for those who haven't, you could actually probably sing some Can of sing for us. Yeah, let's not do that to our listeners. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's do some singing
2: on the podcast. Theodosia
3: Burr was <clears throat> Aaron Burr's wife. And she is, um, I don't think she's a character in the play, but she's sung about in the play Hamilton, right? And uh, so her home was Hohokus, New Jersey. And that's, that was her um, her house, her house, and it, it remains as you know as a preserved element of American history. That's and I think so it was cool. also like the strategic headquarters for George yeah, Washington. For Washington. George Washington yeah. spent some time there, is my yeah. understanding. Yes, I which cannot... we we don't have that same claim no. at, at Mather, which, yeah. we, which
1: no,
2: would
3: be cool. Th- th- someone has told me that he drank out of the well. There's so speculation. I'm
2: sure he I did. But that. going
1: back a little bit, and sorry to skip around, different families, different histories. But the um, the father Moses that. Mm-hmm you know, the deacon's father, deacon built the homestead, but his dad is the one that's painted in the murals at town hall, right? Yep. And he and I heard three sons, is that right, were captured and taken to Long Island mm-hmm. to prison right? Manhattan by the British, oh, Manhattan. Manhattan.
3: And actually what, what brought this home, the story home for me was that show Turn, which was a series uh, that was on Netflix last year. I don't think mm-hmm. it's still in. I don't know where it is, but it's out there. It was done by PBS, and it's a series, and it's it's about a spy ring out of Long Island. But they talk a lot about, and it's all, um, I mean, it's not 100 percent accurate, but it was done in consultation with historians, so I have to believe it's mostly accurate. Um, and they 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 do a lot of uh, discovery of our area because there's also scenes coming across to Connecticut and these prisons in Manhattan. And,
1: you know, it was, it was crazy. But it brings it to life, that, that episode mm-hmm. uh, or that yeah. series. Well, I'm curious because if it was Moses and like three of his sons, mm-hmm. the deacon wasn't one of them, I'm assuming. I don't think he was one of them. It's um, a
2: very good question. I wonder how many we will just have to do had. a second podcast, I think, <laughs> and then we can be, you know, yeah, give you the exact, exact cool. information. <laughs> I mean, it's
1: a it's a really imp- impressive family. No, I, I don't
2: think that he was um, taken prisoner there, but Moses was. Um, some of the prisoners did die in yeah. prison in um, Lower Manhattan. Um, Moses Mather did not. He came back and and fought the cause. Um, and but Joseph Mather did
1: um, fight the, the cause. Yeah, and those murals in town hall, for anybody that hasn't seen them, go into the auditorium and look, and there's, I mean, my favorite one is the one of Sally Dibble defending a young boy. Um, It's just, they're really cool. I'm so grateful that we have that in our town hall.
2: Me too. 1781 was when that raid happened, um, shortly after the raid on the Mather homestead. Wow, mm-hmm. so big here.
0: Mm-hmm. I do love that. I cannot. I, I cannot believe this house, the, the Burr House, was even considered for demolition. If you think about that, and that goes back. By we've got a house here, this Pond Weed House. It was built in seventeen seventy. No, seventeen ninety six. Um, we've done a lot of work on. And George Washington was meant to have gone, uh, said to have gone through there as well. It was a tavern and a house, and it was part of this story as well. The Revolutionary people would come through, and get you know. Fuel up, get water, food, rest, and move along up from Boston to New York. So, I mean, our town has so much cool history like this. I cannot we the thought that anyone would be wrecking these houses or you know you know I used to drive by the house on Post Road, the Pondweed one, and like the and when I first moved to town, I would come up to the Mather Homestead and I was like "Eh, this house is kind of old and dingy. I just I didn't appreciate it. You know what I mean? The story hadn't hadn't been there for me yet.
1: But now, I mean, thanks to Richard's investment in like the. I don't know what to say, like the investment that's happened in the homestead. It seems like, is there more activity? Our kids, I've heard our kids are doing more field trips there. Lots of activity. Tell us about that.
2: Well, so um, when we first opened as a museum in 2017, um, we were just an old home on six acres of land. And that was fabulous because we could welcome um, school groups. We could welcome people for tours, but we were limited in terms of what else we could do because inside, you know, the rooms are small and choppy. So, or the house is sort of, you know, chopped up because it's, it's an old house. So, um, opening the Elizabeth W. Chilton education center in 2020 has just offered us so many opportunities. Um, so we,
1: and that's a big red barn. That was just constructed. big
2: red barn. Yeah, it's yep. Cool. It's awesome. So our mission is to educate and we do that through lectures, um, we have three lectures that are coming up. I mentioned Stephen Bessinger and um, go online, matherhomestead.org, and you'll find out about the others. And by the way, um,
0: Heather, when you say to educate, like educate on what, I mean, there's that's a broad answer.
2: It is. Very good point. And so um, we consider our mission to educate about American history, you know remembering that this this home existed not only during the Revolutionary War but until you know it was donated to us in two thousand and seventeen, so there's a lot of opportunities for um educating about American history, but then also Stephen Mather and his legacy, so conservation, um, the parks, so we consider our our um,
3: our education mi- mission twofold. Does that sound fair to you, Jennifer I think it sounds great, yes, and the parks is' an, is a fun angle that is obviously distinctive from the homestead. And so the challenge was how to talk about that in you know the original format and this education center we hope is going to give us a great new venue to bring those beautiful images of our national park system you know to our uh, school children and other visitors awareness and eyes because they're really part of America's treasures and they're hard to sort of tell if you don't have a captivating audiovisual experience to sort of tell that story. We're hoping that an exhibit of Stephen Mather and his um, life and
2: legacy will open April of 22, but don't hold us 2022. to it. 2022. That's what we're working Got on. It. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're shooting for. But um, in addition to being a place of education, we also consider enjoyment um, to be um, part of our mission. And um, the reason is that, you know, Stephen Mather, he enjoyed the property, you know, from 100 acres down to now, now we're six. But um, such opportunities um, for enjoyment. We've had a lot of family fun events where, you know, the Easter bunny comes and we try to do um, have the Easter bunny in a very old-fashioned way. So we do Easter egg rolls instead of the, you know, more common um, Easter egg hunts. And um, families have come for fun uh, tug of war and um, wheelbarrow races in celebration of Stephen Mather's birthday. Um, We have a lot of music events going on because we have a beautiful outdoor space and indoor space where we can accommodate musicians. Um, we are doing so much more. What else are we doing, Jennifer? We've got art. Art, yes. Oh. We welcomed artists um, to just enjoy the property um, for two weeks, to, uh, both last year and this year. We called it plein air weeks, Ooh, and artists idea. came. It was such fun just to show up at the Mather Homestead and see people. All over the property with their their pencils and their paints. Oh, and, I love that and their their cameras. Um, so we will be displaying um, some of the work that was has been completed um, at our barn raiser event on September
3: 25th. And it's Don't great. It. It's great to get people on property because you know whether they come for music or they come for art or they come for one of these fun parties that Heather throws, of which she is <laughs> exceptionally talented. <laughs> uh, they they sort of get that that um that interest peaked what is this place what's the story here what happened here and what we find is that you know that interest in history comes full circle even though maybe that's not what drew them initially so it's that enjoyment hook that gets them on property and then gets those sort of juices uh, flowing with respect to wanting to understand more and our young people it's been really gratifying to see the young people react to this place and Put aside their technology and sort of, in, you know, indulge in good old fashioned fun, if you will, and just enjoy what the what the homestead has to offer.
1: Well, I've always loved that when I was a kid, like the field trips to we used to go to like Storebridge Village in in Massachusetts, and now my kids are doing it here, and they come home and they're so excited to tell me how they cooked and seeing the kitchen and stuff. It's really really neat. But tell me, you mentioned the barn raiser event; it's mm-hmm. coming up. You want to sure? That? Well, I would love to. Um, September
2: twenty fifth. Um, we we started this event last year um, to celebrate the completion of the um, our barn the Elizabeth W Chilton Education Center and um, given uh, s- some obvious circumstances that out of covid We um, did it picnic style, so everybody was assigned their own picnic blanket. So we were very socially distanced outside under the stars with music and and separate food boxes. And, um, of course, we know that COVID is, like, rearing its ugly head a little bit. But even, you know, setting that aside, we just found that it was a formula for a really fun event. So we hope to continue with this tradition of outdoor picnic style dinner under the stars um music and fun so that's the story and you have to buy tickets and you do have to buy tickets on yes. the website mather yes. we go. yes yes
1: like mm-hmm. very good
2: and the proceeds from that are um, will
1: go towards um beautifying our property and i know you've also got or the town has another event coming up this fall in october heritage day Exactly. Tell us about that.
2: So Heritage Day will take place both in town and at the Mather Homestead. So the morning on October twenty third, rain date October twenty fourth, you'll go down to the First Congregational Church and see um, the the raid of the Congregational Church, like Not a reenactment. The raid. It's like a reenactment. Yes, thank you. Not cool. the original raid. Yep. Well, no. <laughs> so you'll see uh, Moses Mather or actor or whomever um, getting you know taken as prisoner um, by the British. Um, And there'll be all sorts of fun activities for kids down in town. And then everybody will come up to the Mather Homestead um, from, I think it's 2.30 to 4. And we will have um, also a reenactment of the raid on the well. The skirmish. And then we'll have a skirmish. So we'll have the British and the Americans fighting each other out in the field. Um, there's a group called the Fifth Regiment, and and this is what they do. And um, supposedly it's a real hoot to watch them in action. And then we will, um, the very end of the, of the day, will be um, firing the cannon. So yes, so bring earplugs if you don't want to
3: hear the firing of the cannon. But it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that's and a skirmish is the historically accurate uh, phrase, not a battle. There was not Mm -hmm. a battle at Mather Homestead, but there was a skirmish. So we are able to reenact the skirmish. I learn from Jennifer Foster every day. Jen Foster. This was was researched not by me, but by (laughs) somebody else.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Jen, you work full time. I can't believe you have time to come in here. Yes.
3: Yes, well, I have a very nice boss, that's one thing. Um, but this is important and this is great. Um, this is, you know, this is a, it's fun to be involved in different nonprofit organizations. It's especially fun to be in some, involved with something that's kind of just getting its sea legs and sort of getting going. I mean, this is a young organization and our goal is to introduce ourselves to the people in our town and in neighboring towns and try to get people to come and partake. And, you know, I do have to tip my hat because Heather has just done an unbelievable job programming. She's only been executive director on a full-time basis since January. She was our interim. Lauren Swenson, who was executive director before Heather, did an amazing job. We've just been blessed with the, the talent of unbelievable volunteers and employees who are so dedicated and are doing such a great job so i feel like my job as a trustee is just to beat that drum
1: and tell people how great this is and get out there and, and come see it mm, well it you. is so i mean it's so cool that it's something that has this much history is new right like mm-hmm. suddenly new to Darien the public new to new-ish, the public, right yeah yeah, yeah. it, it <laughs> and, is fun We and see it's it like every discovering day. a
2: gem Wow, i didn't know this existed
3: yeah it's a gem it's a it's a diamond in the rough and really you know gratitude to the McPherson Mather family, right? The the generosity and yeah. the desire to preserve and to let the story sort of be accessible. And, and you know, that's that's awesome. And that's also part of this cool family history of the Mather family. I mean, you you have a little bit of everything going back to the Revolutionary War. Then you have this call to service by Stephen Ting Mather. And then you have this unbelievable act of generosity. So it's just something that we're so
1: fortunate to have right now, literally, backyard.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And by the Chilton family. So thanks to both. Yes, definitely.
3: There's lots of trustees who have who have given generously and they all, and and there's lots of people in our town who are giving generously. So we, we, we feel, you know, very lucky to be received so well, especially when the COVID curve ball came last year and yeah. literally right as we were getting ready to open this beautiful education center and you know, we couldn't do much and Heather put her thinking cap on as only Heather can do and came up with just great ways to continue programming in a very safe way and we got such great feedback from people that you know we just kept going and now the world's a little more normal hopefully it'll stay that way fingers crossed
1: Um, i love inspiring our community to be more engaged with the history that we have here and you know the nation's history in general especially the revolutionary history and so thank you for the role you guys are playing in bringing that to darien in such a an exciting and fresh way thank Um, you
2: for bringing us to
0: darien and bring it to like to our country we need this now we need to remember you know it's an important message.
1: So true. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. Great. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Yeah. This has been fun. And we hope to visit you, you on guys the twenty fifth. Ho- <laughs> yes.
2: Come up to the Mather Homestead. The twenty fifth and on October twenty third. That's right. And many times in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome.
0: Matherhomestead.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.